Alrighty, let's uh let's get after this. It's a little we're just gonna kind of roll into this one. Welcome what to episode days. Yeah, welcome to episode 61, Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. This is not our usual usual setup, but I'm kind of blending a little bit. I'm a little mellow right now, just kind of chilling out, enjoying uh the, the weekend was stressful, I'm not gonna lie. Um <laughs> So I start Thursday off, right? You know, watching that game. I felt happy. I was like, all right, sweet. We got a touchdown from KJ Osborne. Keen Allen's going to play. This is great. And Man. sure enough, hey, uh, by the way, pro tip. <laughs> this, this is gamesmanship of the ultimate gamesmanship from Dayton. He picks up Guyton, the, the huh? backup wide receiver during the, the, the waiver wire pickup. And I was like, crap i am screwed <laughs> and uh boy mark andrews my boy <laughs> the only the saving grace of your day is legitimately mark andrews having a career day again <laughs> <laughs> and and the fact kj osborne had three catches out of nine targets and he scored a touchdown if he did not have a um, it's like a 60 Brandon, yard or yeah. 50 yard touchdown. If he doesn't have that, you're looking at like two for 30. And yeah, that's a big chunk of your score gone. And Tyler Higby's on the COVID list. So I'm like, all right, doing good. Checking the other, other games. Um, the, the league, the empire league is very strong. And I like what the caveat you gave. Uh, and for those of us that don't know, this is how you are as a good commissioner. Thank uh, you. This, is, this is how you be a good commissioner to keep people involved to the end. You dropped a little carrot for next year. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you win the consolation bracket, you get um, to you get to decide your draft slot next yeah. draft. Because up until this point, it's been entirely random. You just get what you get. Uh, this time, I'm throwing out the offer for whoever wins the consolation. You get to choose your draft slot because. That gives you an advantage from the point that you could pick wherever you want. And so you about know the rotation of who's going to be where and stuff like that. But yep. kind of like that's you said, huge, I, that's a huge advantage. I feel like yeah. it's like survivor <laughs> a little bit, but you know, it's one of those things that I want people to keep interested in the league. Cause you know, I just want, want people to still show up yeah. to the table, even though you're, you know, you might have a crappy game or crappy season so far. If you win that consolation and you get to choose wherever you want to be, that can be a game changer. Cause you can literally, mock draft all freaking yeah summer from that one spot having a rough idea of who's going to be where and just game plan your thoughts so yep you wake up at 4 a.m mock draft at five yep. amen eat breakfast mock rest, draft have some time with family mock draft at nine <laughs> <laughs> that Mom was canceled that lunch was... mock draft at 11 <laughs> and one <laughs> That's uh that's a little bit of old school uh Kobe Bryant for you there with the the, the workout scheme. RIP. Um, yeah, RIP. Rest in power, my bud. Um, and then on the other half, I was literally trying to tank, but legally in the Stranger Danger League, and Mike Glennon decides to have a career day <laughs> and score 20 points. And I'm like, what the heck? And um, I'm winning. And that's with having Justin Jefferson have 30 points on the bench and like 26 from Najee. I'm like, dad gummit. My team is <laughs> on a, it was on a tear the last three weeks. Yeah. So I'm all, I mean, I don't know if that's like a good thing moving into next year. If I, should I mean, feel good about it or I'm just I mean, like, you, you played yourself. You still started Kittle and he went crazy. 
I know, I know. It was it was just a, a series. Day. It was just a series of fortunate events for you, I guess. Even though it's unfortunate, I don't know. Yeah, the Math OG is league is moving strong. Oh, I'm stoked about that one. Let me t- let me tell you about it. I'm just excited. I'm gonna catch the dub this week, hopefully. But the thing is, is because you and Austin are unfortunately going to win, that means I get to play Colby next week. Rematch but on the bright side. <laughs> I will be on Casey's half of the bracket. Bracket. So excited about that much. All righty. So let's uh, let's move into some news, which, by the way, I haven't said this yet. Uh, I'm Taylor Reeves, the co-host, <laughs> alongside my other co-host, Jacob Dupree, a.k.a. the commissioner. And, yeah, this is Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 61. Are you going NPR with me? Like, you're getting kind of yeah, quiet. Yeah, just, like, hey, uh, just a little bit. I've been listening Ooh. to Christmas Jazz, my brother-in-law. Um, God. He, he's a really like jazz fan. Yeah. And so me and the like wife Utah jazz. The yeah, man, they're great. No, 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 no. <laughs> like Christmas jazz, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, just... are you high? No, I'm not high. <laughs> Anyways, um, lost my train of thought. We'll get more into the playoffs on Thursday's episode. <laughs> Let's get into what happened this weekend. And every everything that I was looking at, which I didn't really have a lot of time today, but the stuff that I did have a chance to look at either this morning or this afternoon was all consistent about bashing Urban Meyer, which coming as a huge college football fan, I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. Uh, And he deserves every bit of what he's getting uh, because the reports that are coming out is just ridiculous because he is a bit of a control freak starting with obviously the bi-week shenanigans. They didn't fly back with the team after the loss against Cincinnati. And then we all know what happened there at the restaurant. I don't want a fair, a fair, a fair maiden. Yeah. I don't really want to rehash that. And (laughs) then, um, you know, we've been talking, you know, in the summer, it was like, Oh, sweet Marvin Jones. You know, he did great with the lions and the Bengals. This is going to be great. He's going to be a great veteran wide receiver there for Trevor Lawrence. no, no, not at all. He had a couple of spurts there for a little bit. It was like, oh, yeah, Marvin Jones. And all of a sudden, it was like, poof. Mm-hmm. Everything was gone. It was like Thanos snapped his fingers, and it was like, wait, where does catches and targets go? And come to find out, there was a sharing match going on between Herman, Urban Meyer, and he basically was just like blank off. He he left the facility because he's tired of Urban's stick about the wide receivers and all this other stuff. Granted, I understand that, like, from a, I guess a pro- coaching perspective, he's trying to protect his star quarterback, but I'm like, it's, it's sunshine. Like he's, he's good. Like he has plenty of confidence. You don't need to be like bashing his wide receivers. I'm sure Trevor's like, they weren't like that bad. Like, you know, it's kind of a day, you know, like we lost, but you know, Hey, we're building something, you know, like, I don't, I don't see Trevor being like, Oh my gosh, you know, just like a paranoid, you know, just eggshell, you know, that's not how he's built. And so to hear that this shouting match was going on and they had to like have other coaches bring Marvin Jones back to the facility and then the James Robinson benching for Carlos Hyde. And then the report today that came out was saying that Trevor Lawrence was asking the coaches like, uh, is he going to come back into the game or like what, what's going on here? (laughs) Like even Trevor realizes that it's that gives me so much validation that, us as fans, you know, because sometimes you're like, well, you know, we're like fans and yeah, we like played football, but it wasn't like we played on a professional level no. or anything. 
but we have eyes just like everybody else. And it's like, what is he doing? Carlos was great in like 2015. What's he doing here? And um, <laughs> so, yeah. And, they, and then the coach was like, oh yeah, crap. Like, let's bring him back into the game. So all this is going on. The Jaguars are two and 11. They're completely out of the playoffs and urban can't handle like a sub tier, like D like D plus city, you know? (laughs) And I mean that with all due respect. I mean, it's, it's not like a huge media outlet. Um, And he's like having trouble with the news being like, Oh, what are you talking about? And it's like, I guess not everyone is just like pandering to him, like at Ohio state or Florida being like, Oh, urban, tell us another <laughs> great story about Tim Tebow winning a last second game, you know? And it's like, Hey, well, you know, the, the team played great and yada, yada, yada. Oh, here's a little fun fact for you that I heard today. So he's lost two more games this year than he did his entire uh, tenure at Ohio state. He lost nine Oof. total games at Ohio state and he's lost 11 this year. Big and, oof. And for a control freak like Urban, and he's like just being a complete a-hole to everybody <laughs> in, in the facility and be like, you know, I know how to win and y'all don't. And it's like, it goes back to the old adage. It's like, it doesn't always translate over between college to the NFL. And you're Nick clearly Saban. seeing that. So Jacob, my question to you about this entire story is, is one, is it salvageable? And no. if it's not, <laughs> like, it who fire. do you go after? Like, who, what? The coach? Oh, I know that, but I'm saying, like, you go after his job. This out to, to bring somebody in. I mean, Shad Khan's got so much wrapped up in the previous, you know, group. And then who knows? You know, they're talking about, like, Urban's buyout is ridiculous. Along with I, I, I really think it was just, it's just Urban Meyer. Like, he is so bad. The fact that, you know, your quarterback is asking questions like, Hey, where is my best offensive player in the middle of a game? Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. You sh- James Robinson should never come off the field. Like he fumbled. Congratulations. Give him 20 carries. Yeah. He's the best player you have by far. And he's the only reason you've had any modicum of success in the games you have had success in. And he's an undrafted rookie. Like I'm pretty and sure yet you still his... drafted a first round run, run, uh, rookie running back, which we... you don't do unless you're going to feature them like the Steelers are. Yeah, like they did. They're doing good. Like they drafted Najee. They knew what for. They're like, yeah, we're going to give him 30 plus touches a game. I don't care. It's we're paying him this. He's good for four years. And then we're probably going to say bye. But I mean, like, it's just why you have that's if you want to hear that, go back to one of our summer episodes, because I cried about that just like nonstop. Okay. Yeah, we crapped on that. And we we knew then it was like, this is he's he's destined for a poop show. He's got to straighten this up. And I'm. And I mean, that's the thing too. It's like Travis Etienne is coming back from injury. He hired some of the worst offensive coaches in, in my opinion, like he hired Brian Schottenheimer, which obviously that's a great name. Marty Schottenheimer, you know, he had over 200 wins as a head coach, but you know, him as an offensive coordinator is not great. Like he was with the jets and, you know, is with the Seahawks before this, like there's a reason like he was let go and, you know, no, no offense to him or anything, but it's just like urban didn't bring in the greatest group. And then he like brought in some of like his college big 10 buddies the and fact like the that whole I'm, Iowa strength coach dude, debacle. Like, and the fact that he brought in Tebow yeah, to play tight end as a 35 year old tight end yeah. who hasn't yeah. played football in how many years? It's like, like 11 like, years. Yeah. Like I'm just sitting here like that. You're literally just going for a circus show. That's it. There's, if you think he can compete for a roster spot, that was our first question. I remember I was talking about that in the preseason. I was like, do you think he can compete for a roster spot? Then I question your overall talent evaluation period, because yep. he, not the fact that Tebow wasn't a supreme athlete in his day, 
Yeah. But that's the key word is in his day. Yeah. It is no longer his day. Yep. Okay. Katy Perry is no longer sitting next to him with a you know Trevor Knight sign, like saying, like, I love you. Okay. <laughs> that's a throwback reference for you. But that was Taylor, a throwback. Since we are pooping on the Jaguars, yep. would you rather me compare and ask you a question of a game with uh, Trevor Lawrence versus Gardner Minshew or Trevor Lawrence versus Daniel Jones in their rookie seasons? Ooh, I, w- I want I want uh, Trevor and Daniel because I don't think we're going to see much more of Daniel. Would you like to go to a per game or just the yearly stats? Because so far uh, they the have the same stats. amount of games. Play. Okay, the yearly stats. Are, are you ready for this? I'll break yep. it down. To the Okay, so in 13 games, who had more total completions, Daniel Jones or Trevor Lawrence? I bet you Daniel because Daniel he could Jones just pitch had it out to Saquon. 13 more completions. Wow. Okay. This is the this is a kind of a kicker for you. How many who has more yards? Daniel Jones versus Trevor Lawrence. That's tough. I I I'm gonna pick Trevor because I feel like he's the offense right now. You are incorrect. Daniel Jones had 3,027 yards versus Trevor Lawrence's 2,735. Uh and, and that's for the same amount of games, right? Yeah, same amount of games. Wow. Uh, touchdowns who has more who has more in 13 games daniel jones versus trevor lawrence it's got to be daniel i mean because trevor 24 to 9 (laughs) who has hold on who has a better quarterback rating daniel jones or trevor lawrence it's got to be uh daniel right daniel jones 87.7 versus 68.9 now we're gonna flip over to another one of my you know personal like fun stats here uh, who has more rushing yards, Daniel Jones or Trevor Lawrence? You would think it'd be Trevor, right? But it's Daniel Jones, uh, 279 versus 243. See, Gettleman's going like, I told you I was right. And then I'm going to come down here and point at the per game. So the per game average for Trevor Lawrence with uh, his yards is 210 versus 232 to Daniel Jones. Jeez. The touchdown percentage, Daniel Jones has 1.8 per game versus Trevor Lawrence's 0.7. Trevor Lawrence has one touchdown in the past six weeks. My goodness. Six weeks. Okay. That's crazy. And Trevor Lawrence averages over one INT a game. Daniel Jones was just under one INT a game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to say this with a little bit of salt in it because I heard it earlier on the Fantasy Footballers podcast or on the CBS podcast. It was very accurate. Actually, it was on both of them. But anyways, I know that we can blame a lot of this on Urban Meyer and just crappy situations, stuff like that. But remember all the hype in the preseason about Marvin Jones, oh, about yeah. LaVisca Chenault, about uh, who is their third? Keenan Cole. Oh, D- DJ Shark. Yeah, remember DJ he Shark, was healthy? Yeah. Remember all of the hype that was building because, oh, you're bringing in Trevor Lawrence. He's great. He can throw the ball. He's consistent mid and short range. Two whatever. running backs with ETN. And then now look at it. Okay. <laughs> so is this. This fully on the coaching staff, or is this also on Trevor Lawrence not being ready? Because remember, this was a question of a lot of people when he was coming out. Like, yes, he was the highest rated quarterback since Andrew Luck, I think. Yeah. But he hasn't shown any like really moment of, yeah, like he's ready to play this year. Like just sitting here looking at his passing yards, he has a grand total of two games over 300 yards. And in the past one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, he hasn't thrown for over 238 yards. Right. Okay. I I think this is a mixture, and I know that's a like a middle that's of the a road. Cop out. I know, but okay. 
Ooh. And the reason I say that is because I feel like Brian Schottenheimer brings the same energy as Adam Gase. And so I feel like if, because Urban is the almighty and going, well, I, I'm a winner. I know who I, I'm, I'm going to pick this guy. He, he, he knows offense. You know, he, uh, he, he took two teams to the AFC championship game in 2009 and 2010. This guy knows offense, <laughs> you know, Urban's about a decade behind creativity wise. Um, and so I feel like, you know, I, I was really interested in the fact that they were thinking about maybe bringing Alex Smith in, be a quarterback coach or something like that. Like that would have been a very interesting situation, but I don't think they've surrounded Trevor enough and Irvin is not the right fit for this. He's got this beautiful gem known as Trevor Lawrence and his raw talent and Clemson's offense. For those of you that don't know, it's not exactly very pro friendly. It's, it's very, which was another question what, when they yeah. were coming out. Yeah, it's very sort of air raid-esque with some briles in it. That throw, kind of briles throw, Baylor's Throw offense. it deep and then give it to ETN. Yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was basically it. And, and there's nothing wrong with that because they won a national championship with it. So I, I think it's a little bit of both. But yeah, I mean, there's concerns there. They, they have a lot of work to redo. And I'm really curious to see what happens next year. First and foremost, is Urban going to be there? Because they were reminding today on the retirement show, they were saying, oh, yeah, by the way, the uh, the firing pool and the searching for coaching process is up two weeks. So it's not four weeks out. It's now up in two weeks. So in two weeks, we may see Urban Meyer being fired. I mean, it's or, just or one of the part ways. Just like just one last quick statement on this, because we got to get rolling a little bit. Yep, uh, it's we'll, one of those we'll things. We'll do a four part series on this in the <laughs> off season. Well, I mean, it's just, so it's one of those things of this franchise, I think is trying to take the right steps by doing the wrong things. Absolutely. They did good. They're trying to find a coach that has upside. They're trying to find players who have upside. Like I think Trevor Lawrence will be better than Daniel Jones long-term, but I think looking at Daniel Jones, you see what's going to happen with a quarterback that if they doesn't get support, if he doesn't get someone around him that can help him out, because while Daniel Jones was never near the level of Trevor Lawrence and he still isn't and never will be. Yeah you still see the path to progression of what happens when you bring in coaches around a player that can't develop him, that can't continue his steps and his maturation process. Cause I think that's Daniel Jones's biggest problem yep. is that no one's been around him to help him to take the next step to, you know, make progress. Trevor Lawrence, this is the steps that's currently we're seeing is he's going to be mired as rookie Trevor Lawrence forever. And he's going to be labeled as one of the biggest draft busts of all time. If they're not careful. Anyways. Whoa. All right, so moving, moving on, on to the next topic, we're going to go rapid fire on this. Okay, so the next topic we have, we went way down that rabbit hole, but man, was it good. Yeah, we did. Um, so We dug really deep. The The question I, I posed was, are the Cowboys the NFL version of the Iowa Hawkeyes? Now, everyone sit down. Everyone sit down in the back. I'm talking to you, Casey. So here's the thing. The Cowboys... Um, I, I sat down, was ready to enjoy, a, 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 you know, a good NFC East matchup. You're watching Micah Parsons. You're like, yeah, let's go. They're up 18 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Like, yes, they kicked the crap out of Taylor Heineke. I was like, all right, here we go. Look at this <laughs> defense. This is great. And then the offense started playing. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know what it is. And, you know, there's rumors about, well, you know, the, the bone bruise on Zeke, which we've been saying for weeks, sit the dude, sit him. 
I understand that's a lot of money to put on the shelf, but you need to have, start Tony Pollard and then Pollard's out. And it's just like crap. And then you have this dude named Clement getting Corey Clement, like, baby. Philadelphia Eagles superstar from the Super Bowl a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, Corey Clement. And then, you know, Dak's playing through some stuff. I don't care what they say. He's playing through the calf injury and whatever's going on with his shoulder. I'm concerned that, like, we're going to, at the end of the season, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, Dak's having uh, off-season uh, shoulder surgery, you know, for a torn labrum or something. And, you know, he was airmailing some passes and then the, the pick six and they got back into this thing and you're just going, my goodness, what is going on? And uh, yeah, um, all of my fears are coming true as a Cowboys fan. And I was right. And everyone else was wrong. No, I'm just kidding. You can feel the constriction coming around their throat about, yeah. you know, just kind of the choke job. Just, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and, somebody's giving the Heimlich. And, and the crazy thing is, this, this is how it's going to happen. They're probably going to go 12 and five. They may end up getting the second seed. And there's a very good chance they're going to get upset by the seventh seed because the NFC West is so daggum good. Get destroyed by the Rams. <laughs> Absolutely pummeled. But, but you see what I'm saying, though? Because it's yeah. like, yeah, the defense is great. It'll keep them in it. And the reason I, I use the Iowa Hawkeyes is because everyone was like, yeah, look at the Iowa Hawkeyes. You know, they're 9-0, they're 10-0. Well, yeah, but that was because they're averaging four turnovers a game. Do you realize that they've scored nine non-offensive touchdowns this year? That's absurd. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't envy your places as Cowboys fans because you always have these lofty expectations and usually they fall flat on their back. But, I mean, it's fine. I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm just used to pain and suffering, so... But we'll talk more about that as we get into the, uh, the the game breakdown. But yeah, I just wanted to put out that little uh, pennant there. If if I'm wrong, come at me. You know, go on the Twitter, go on the email, tell me how wrong I am. Don't put it in the sleep wrap. Come on, grow the show. Hashtag grow the show. All righty. Um, next topic we have here. I just thought this would be a nice little thing to uh, talk about. Uh, Tom Brady notched 700 touchdown passes and i'm probably the reason i brought this up is because i've been watching the man of the arena mm-hmm. on espn plus which by the way if you haven't seen that it's a daggum good documentary it's on the docket but whenever it's summer for me when i have to long for football so i'm gonna gotcha. watch get my get that football dose when it's hot outside gotcha um so the latest episode they just released was about the 2007 patriots and talking about randy moss and everything going on there but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a ridiculous feat to think about that this man has thrown for 700 touchdowns. Um, it, it's incredible, and once again, and we'll you know we'll talk about it in the uh, in the game coverage. But once again, he's proving, yeah, I'm I'm still Tom Brady. Uh, last I checked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then just a couple of notes here: um, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are probable for Week 15 starts. Looks like they're both in boots um after these weekend games but eh, you know it's too too soon to call hopefully we'll have some more information uh for thursday's episode but if not keep a lookout on the twitter and the last topic we have here is jalen ramsey and tyler higby is on the covid list prior to game starts so both of them for the Rams, very big losses there in my opinion um you know, Jalen Ramsey is a cornerstone for that defense, and Tyler Higby is a great target across the middle for Matthew Stafford. And uh, yeah, that's I think that's really going to affect the game tonight for the Rams versus the Cardinals more so than people think. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry if my mic sounds weird. It just came off the stand. So oh dear, it is what it is. But anyway, so I have a couple of quick um, news things, injury related mostly. Um, 
So Austin Eckler was listed as a did not practice in their quote unquote practice on Mondays, which the teams never actually do. I don't think the coaching said that he could have came back in if they needed him, but they didn't. So whatever it is, what it is Uh, for you, Cowboys hearts. um, Cedric Wilson was placed on the COVID-19 list. We're just hoping that he wasn't, you know, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb weren't deemed as close contacts. Uh, Tyron Smith was already ruled out for week 15. Uh, Rayshon Slater hurt. (laughs) Yep. That weren't Rayshon Slater. The Chargers tackle was placed on COVID list. Um, It's just, it's a dirty time of the year where COVID's apparently jumping on everybody. So just keep your fantasy lineups on edge and make God be with you that they don't strike your stars. AKA Keenan Allen. Yeah. It's, it's been surging as of late and you know, I'm sure we'll hear more news as the NFL is reshuffling. I think they said there was like 37 positive cases, um, you know, from a fantasy perspective that could be, very he just batting like the hat. He, he batting down the hatches and pray to God it's not your guy. That's about yeah. all you can do. Or, or you can play devil's advocate um, or spoiler like Dayton, and you just pick up <laughs> the other guy's star player. Which I, I tell you, the gamesmanship. I, I, I mean, love it. It's great. I don't, I don't worry about that because I had Alexander Madison on my roster for eight weeks before you know, Dalvin Cook croaked over. But it's whatever. It's fine. Listen, neither here just, nor there. This is cuffing season. Get your stars cuffs. Move on. We we gotta accelerate this. Last beast. last thing, last note. Um, see, Bruce. Yeah, we're sorry we didn't mention the trade. Sorry, it happens. Life gets in the way. Yeah, whatever. It was, it was By a the way, trade. I all think the you trash won. talking, it's gonna come back to bite you in the butt. Just say. Okay. Oof. We're coming. Yep. You, you, you and I are both coming at him. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. I'm saving he's talking, money on shipping. He, he's writing a lot of checks right now. A lot of checks and it's those fine. it's, it's going to bounce. It, it is what it is. It's fine. But I'm saving money on shipping because I'm not sending anything to anyone. It's all staying with me this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll recap week 14, our sleeper picks and our gold mine game of the week. And welcome back to episode 61 we're going to recap week 14 here and we're going to get underway all righty so let's start with thursday night's game thursday night's game sorry i said thursday I gotta, he's from the we're from the south get i gotta it. work on that it's a, a consonant thing for uh for those up north sorry <laughs> um so yeah we had a uh a very interesting game you were blowing up the uh the sleeper app talking Dalvin Cook serving up victories for me I'm just imagining so you're, hot <laughs> I'm just imagining you doing cartwheels on your couch and like okay no listen, your shirt off turning I'm into sitting, a towel as you're eating I'm pizza. sitting down I see that Dalvin Cook is starting. I grab my dog by the face and literally look at him deep in the eyes and say, Oakley, it's Dalvin time. And so every time Dalvin Cook scored, I'm like, it's Dalvin time, baby. And he would look at me once again with those big brown eyes and say, Papa, por qué? Que es wrong? Like, it was just amazing as a Dalvin Cook manager because I was expecting like 20 touches tops. But no, home slice, 27 carries and one catch. Rips off 205 yards. One point in time, made seven carries for 117 yards and a touchdown. Okay. This man is amazing. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe he needs to dislocate his shoulder like every other week or something to get this motivation. But anyways, my God, I'll, I'll just, I'm already here. I'll run through it. Dalvin Cook. Oh my God. 
Justin Jefferson probably should have had a much bigger day, but Kirk Cousins was off because that offensive line wasn't giving him much time. And then from Pittsburgh side, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger continues his resurgence with 25 fantasy points, 308 yards, three touchdowns. He carried that team. Uh, Najee Harris, he had a solid day. Uh, from the wide receivers, the biggest thing is just Chase Claypool is an absolute idiot flexing. Whenever you get a first down with no timeouts, this clock is running out. Like and you're 30 just seconds time. left. Yeah. It, come on, man. Be better. And Deontay Johnson should have had a bigger game. Also, Pat freaking Fryermuth, baby. Two catches and a touchdown. Randall Cobb. He should have had three catches. Go. But Harrison Smith made an excellent play on the ball in that last second. Sorry, Seabrews. Didn't mean to hurt your heart there. but Yeah, but the ratio is right with Fryermuth uh, for, for Randall Cobb territory. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this in the offseason about the TikTok brigade, uh, mm. the uh, the Steeler Diva wide receivers with Chase Claypool. We already have Juju on, on the IR. Uh, there's a reason uh, Villanueva left. And I know he was yep. just joking around, but he was like half serious but, about that. But was he though? Um, you know, he hey, though? James Washington had a good game. Four catches, yeah. 65 yards and a touchdown. I mean, good for him. And yeah, I agree. Deontay Johnson should have had more. And then Chase Claypool cost him the game, in my opinion. He definitely wasted time whenever he shouldn't have. The Vikings did everything in their power to try to lose this game. <laughs> they uh, Listen, they just... They hurt my heart so much because I'm not even a Vikings fan, but watching that game, I'm like, this game should be well over. Like, why'd you get cute and start running the same play? Like, keep keep it consistent with the creativity with slipping Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison out there because Dalvin Cook was ripping them new ones. And so the second they got complacent and took their foot off the gas and you could see it as yep. the game happened, that's whenever the Pittsburgh Steelers started to make their comeback. Yep. And you can't do that if you're going to be a playoff team. Nope. All right, so moving into our next game here is a bit of a snoozer. Um, but the only reason I was watching is because Taysom Hill, and I'm sure Casey was too. Uh, the Saints were taking on the New York Jets. And so Taysom Hill was 15 to 21, 175. He had 11 carries for 73 yards. He had two TDs. Zach Wilson, 19 of 42, 202 yards. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much been the Jets. Uh Elijah Moore put on the IR. They're they're just uh yeah. Just don't play a jet. Michael Carter might be the only one, but even him, don't do it. Um, Alvin Kamara, he went nuclear. He went hang. 27 for 120 and a touchdown and four catches for 25 yards. And that's what we we're looking for with Taysom Hill because last year he didn't catch a lot of passes. But if he can get three to four, you know, passes a game, I think he's cash money. Once again, we told you don't start the wide receivers for the Saints. I hope you didn't because they all were crap. And um, I got a question for you about Taysom Hill. Yeah. Is he officially the best worst quarterback in the NFL? Like better, better yet worse than Jalen Hurts for fantasy purposes? As six to say, they're they're right around the same same territory. They're, they are the yeah. same person, but Jalen Hurts has all ten working fingers currently. Yeah, T- Taysom's fighting through it, but I would say right now Taysom has a better completion percentage. So yeah, I would I would agree that he. I would say that Jalen is still the better worst quarterback. I can respect that. I mean, even though Taysom was nineteen of forty one last week. Yeah, but he had the mallet finger. It was probably throbbing. I don't care. (laughs) I don't give a dang. We'll 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 debate that in in the in the summer. That's that's fine. That's (laughs) in the off season. All righty, this game we kind of already talked about. Uh, Cowboys won twenty seven to twenty. They played like garbage. Uh, Taylor Heineke um, was leading them back. He had eleven of twenty five, one hundred twenty two yards and a TD. Yeah, not so great. 
yeah, Antonio Gibson played like crap. Ten yeah, carries he, for thirty six yards. He's up and down. That offense was just eaten alive by Dallas's defense, which is kind of shocking. That you know, I feel like Dallas's defense is kind of up and down. But uh, Trayvon Diggs did lock down Terry McLaurin for whenever he was there before he got that concussion right after halftime, I think, or right before halftime. But from this game, I think you sound the alarm on Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, I feel like, because he just has not been himself. I mean, he hasn't had more than 50 rushing yards. I'm sorry, more than, yeah, more than 51 rushing yards since week six. Yep. And so, I mean, I think it's officially time to be concerned. Uh, Dak Prescott, however, I'm not concerned about. Uh, I just think kind of, like, I think he's kind of pushing through some stuff, like you said, but hopefully he can finally get healthy and be good. The wide receivers, they're all good. You're starting Amari Cooper and C. Lamb every week. Michael Gallup's a desperation flex, but you could do worse. All righty. So moving into our next game here, we had an NFC South matchup. We had the Falcons winning 29 to 21. Uh, Matt Ryan was 19 of 28, 190 yards and a touchdown. Very quiet day. Uh, Mike Davis had 11 carries for 44 yards, and he had five catches for 42 yards. Uh, Cordell Patterson continuing his double-digit dominance. Ooh, All he do it. is score touchdowns, baby. I love it. 16 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown, and then he had two uh, two catches for a yard. Okay, that, that makes total <laughs> sense. Um, Rodney Anderson had a pretty good game. He had seven catches of 84 yards and a touchdown. DJ Wait, Moore wasn't, had... wasn't Rodney Anderson a running back at OU at one point? Sorry, Robbie Anderson. Wrong, wrong Anderson. Sorry. Um, it, it's a force of habit. Uh, <laughs> I was watching 2017 highlights because that's all I have right now. Um, console your OU soul with as everybody's leaving. Sorry. That's a Didn't talk for another day. <laughs> so DJ Moore uh, had six catches for 84 yards. Um, Kyle Pitts had a pretty good game. Five catches for 61 yards. Um, yeah, I it's it's weird. If I was a gambler, this probably would have been fun to watch, but I don't have Sunday NFL ticket, which by the way, you know, hashtag grow the show. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... <sighs> I don't know what to make of this. It just feels like an NFC South matchup that no one really cares about. It's like the battle of New Orleans. It happened <laughs> after the war. It's like, why are y'all hey, still bickering? <laughs> I like the historical reference. And it's because they didn't have texting or emailing. So they had to send it by courier and he was too slow. Somebody but, to tell the Falcons and the Panthers, the season's over with. Yeah, for real. Well, hey, no, the Falcons are actually still pushing for playoffs. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like, hold, hold on. Now you got me here. Okay. You got me on this. Well, so that's right now, true. I mean, if the Saints are still in the hunt, the Falcons. Yeah. Are I mean, too. in the NFC, the Falcon, they're technically the 10 seed, but they're tied with one, two, three other, four other teams with the 49ers only being one game better. So there's still a chance. But, anyways, oh boy. I think what we learned from this game is the only player you want to start from either of these teams is probably poor Daryl Patterson and nobody else. Mm-hmm. And I will stand by that. Like, even Chuba Hubbard, who had a a touchdown it was because of a one carry 17 yard touchdown scamper but i mean there's no one that you want to continually play from this especially the panthers because they play buffalo then tampa bay and then new orleans three great defenses so if you can run for the hills from the panthers all righty so moving in from that game over to an afc south matchup we had the jaguars getting obliterated by the tennessee titans who are which, by the way, we need to remind people of that they're without AJ Brown and Derrick Henry. Yet, and for some barely, are... barely Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence, poor guy. Uh, 24 40, 222 or 221, four interceptions. 
Um, Ryan Tannehill was 20 of 31, 191, four carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. That sounds like a Ryan Tannehill stat if I ever did see one. <laughs> just, just enough to get the team, you know, where it needs to go. Uh, Marvin Jones had a good game. Uh, six catches for 70 okay. yards. Yeah, no, no one cares. O'Shaughnessy, um, four catches for 21 yards. Um, yeah, that was pretty much the highlights of the Jags. Yeah, I, I just feel like this is another one of those games of, the only player that I would want to start is probably Ryan Tannehill and even him I'm not confident in. I was, I did enjoy seeing Julio back on the field, but they didn't need to throw the ball much. I mean, they dominated this game from start to finish. I think the biggest carry takeaway here is Deonta or Donta Foreman. Is it Deonta or Deonta? Yeah, Donta, whatever. The Texas guy who ripped his Achilles. Uh, he had 13 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jeremy McNichols, he did have eight carries, but I believe those happened like on the final-ish drive yeah. of the game. So, I mean, I really think if you have Dante Foreman, he's a decent flex option from here on forward. And other than that, like, I just, I don't want to touch the Tennessee offense because it's just, you want the running back and that's it. And it's so sad with James Robinson. Six carries for four yards. Like, get what out is of there. going on? Someone go get James Robinson for James Robinson's sake and be just thrilled with the product that you get. All right, it's so moving into that game. Wow, so many blowouts this weekend, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the Kansas City-Las Vegas Ugh. game was on in my region. I don't know if it was – did you get the Browns game? Uh, I honestly was watching the Cowboys and okay. Redskins or okay. football team game for the majority of it, but this game was an option. But once I saw the score was like 28 to nothing, I just didn't even pay attention. I was like, nah. Me too. Me too. Great minds think alike. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, uh, the chiefs kicked the crap out of the Raiders 48 to nine, uh, Patrick Mahomes was 20 to 24, 258 and two touchdowns. So a pretty quiet game for, you know, a former league MVP, um, uh, Tyreek Hill had four catches for 76 yards. Josh Gordon, two catches, nine yards and a touchdown. If that isn't Randall Cobb, I don't know what is. <laughs> A little bit better than a Randall Cobb game. I like the the catch to yard ratio. Yeah, and then uh, Travis Kelsey had three catches for twenty seven yards, but it was really about the running game. So you had uh, Ceh Clyde Edwards Hilaire ten catches or sorry ten carries for thirty seven yards, two touchdowns. He had three receptions for five yards, and then who's this? Oh, Derek Gore is that yeah, is that no. Frank Gore's cousin? maybe distant blood relative. I don't know. Maybe he had nine carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. He also had two catches for 23 yards. Then we had Daryl Williams, two carries for eight yards, but he had three catches for 31 yards and a touchdown. So it was just weird how they put things together. Well, I think from this, like I'm still concerned about Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, or at least if I didn't say it before, I am concerned about him because he had 10 carries for 37 yards. I understand you're blowing a team out, but like, He's shown us now over the past two years that he is not going to be a consistent, like big play threat. And that's why I think he's losing work to Daryl Williams, who caught his touchdown pass in like the second quarter. So it's not like that was just blowout time, like Derek Gore stats. I'm, I am kind of concerned about that. Other than that, like I'm just, I'm moving on because they didn't need to throw the ball because they were blowing out the Raiders. But I will say, Hunter freaking Renfro. Yeah, I was six and say. Dude, you, if you're not starting him every week, you're making a mistake. He's the, he's a wide receiver one in PPR. Okay. He's number 12. And even in standard leagues where catches don't care, he's number 20, which means in half point, he's probably like 14. Yeah. He's an every week starter. The only thing I'm interested in to see is what happens whenever Darren Waller comes back. How does a divvy of targets go? Because I mean, Hunter Renfro is just showing he is very good. And remember a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, I said, 
he reminds me of Wes Welker. He catches, you know, about 10 yards per pass, and then he goes down with the occasional deep ball. That's exactly who I'm seeing right now. I think that he is going to be on one of my dynasty buys during the offseason yeah. just to see what happens because I feel like if you can get him for a decent price in the offseason in a dynasty league especially, I think you can have a decent guy who's, like we've said since the beginning of the season, Hunter Renfro is a guaranteed non-zero. Okay? Now I think he might be a guaranteed, like, above six. But anyways, that's just me being a Renfro boy, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. T-shirts pending. Um, <laughs> moving on to the next game here. So we had the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Houston Texans. They won 33 to 13 and the Seahawks are still in the playoff hunt. Russell Wilson was 17 to 28, 260 and two touchdowns. They had a two point conversion and then he had two carries for eight yards. But the player of the day was Rashard Penny. Mm. 16 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns. He also had a catch for a yard, but, you know, no one really cares about that. <laughs> and then uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, t- t- yeah, he does this. Tyler Lockett, he does this every now and then. Like, he's on a heater. Guess what? I heard on the Fantasy Footballers, I think he is like 24 yards away from a career best in yardage. Oh, But, yes, I can also pretty much guarantee you that if you've had him on your team, you're entirely disappointed with having him on your roster. Because the weeks you started him, he probably gave, you know, like the uh, three-catch game for – where is it? Or two-catch for 12 yards. Probably that happened. Then and you benched him. Just like a decaps stat line, four for 43. I mean, they, they you could flip-flop the two of them, and, and that's what it is. It's just – it's you, you're supposed to – I told you to trade these guys, every one of them, after like week four when they were blowing up the world. Told you to do it. If you did it, you're welcome. If you didn't, your own fault. Um Rashad Penny, I think as long as he is healthy, because that's been his big career concern, you play him and you're kind of confident with what you get because he is the guy. Uh, on Houston's side, Davis Mills, like I'm going to throw it out there. He had a 331-yard passing game, okay? That's impressive. Uh, Brandon Cooks, 8 for 101. That's also impressive. It's just one of those things that this offense, while it is bad, I feel like when it needs to, it can produce. One more dynasty offseason by Nico Collins, just because – Whoever the quarterback that comes in there, he's probably going to be like the last man standing out of the old, like the old collection of players they have. He's going to be the last guy there. And, you know, wide receiver one gets hyper targeted by a decent quarterback. He produces. So, yeah. All right. So moving into our next game here. Now, this one we're going to park for just a second. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the the Cleveland Browns pulled off the inevitable. Um, once again, when I don't pick them, they win. So that's good for me as a, I as picked a... Them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So the Browns <laughs> won 24 to 22, but not for not trying to lose the dadgum thing. It's true. I'm, I'm trying true. to keep this PG, but that, that, I mean, it's true. Um, yeah. All right. Go. I <laughs> do thing. I just wanted to come out and say that this was my concern with Lamar Jackson at the beginning of the year, because I mean, listen, he's, 6'2", 212. So, I mean, yeah, he's got some build to him, but he's pretty lanky when you see him on the field. Uh, for a guy who ran as much as he did early in the year, like, you know, 12 attempts, 16 attempts, 14, 12, then 21, you know, in week nine, 17 in week 12, it's all, I think, starting to take a toll on his body, okay? Because the yards per carry has gone down every, pretty much every single game after, I mean, I'm sorry, bad stat. His yards per carry has been about two yards consistently less than it was at the beginning of the year whenever you compare the pre-bye week and post-bye week. Um, but he got his ankle twisted. Words are hard when you're hungry. He twisted his ankle. He got pulled from the game. 
if you were in a do or die situation, he just lost you a week because he got a whopping one fantasy point. Okay. Once again, I'm not rejoicing in the fact that a player got hurt. I am simply saying that this was a concern whenever he came in because he can't throw the ball worth a flying flip. His money is with his running. If he cannot run, he's in trouble. And if he sprained an ankle as bad as it looked like he did, at least it's going to impact his running for the rest of the year. And so I'm just, I'm concerned. Okay. And this shouldn't come by shock. If you've listened to two episodes of us, you know, I'm not a Lamar Jackson guy, but it's just concerning. So I think if you have to start the streaming game in one quarterback leagues, you might go ahead and get like three quarterbacks on your roster just in case, including Tyler Huntley, who came in admirably. Yeah, I mean, he had his Tyler Huntley had his best game as a pro, 27 to 38 for 270 and a touchdown. And then Rashad Bateman also had a Uh-oh. best game as his pro, seven catches for 103 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing is that the, the wide receivers – the, the pass catchers were playing really good. Uh, Mark Andrews, 11 of 11, 115 and a touchdown. This dude, I tell you, number one tight end right now in the league, um, not only in fantasy, but just overall. And uh, I think we're seeing a breakout star. Obviously, I mean, he's he's getting up in that top three, in my opinion, with that rotating that we have with mm-hmm. Kittle and Waller and Kelsey, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's... He's pushing on that precipice for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, from the Browns real quick, you're still starting Nick Chubb, especially now that Kareem Hunt went down with down with an ankle injury. Uh, I think Jarvis Landry is a decent, decent starter for the majority of weeks. Um, and I will say this. Notice that the pass catchers did really good when Lamar Jackson wasn't there. That's a good one for you to think about as we move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Think I- about it. Chew on it. Love it. I, I-, I can just hear Jance in the background going, but they were – they were playing from behind. They had to it throw. It doesn't matter because Lamar Jackson still would have missed. He'd probably been like, you know, 19 of those 38. Also, Jance, congratulations on having a new son. Much props to you. Glad everyone's healthy and stuff. Well, he had a kid. Cool. Yeah, dude. Kid number two. Number two? Numero deuce. Good for him. Good for <laughs> you, man. That's great. All righty. So moving into our next matchup here that nobody watched on the East Coast or Central Standard Time because... Well, you know, <laughs> all righty. So the New York Giants lost to the Los Angeles Chargers 37. I watch this game so bad. <laughs> yeah, because Justin Herbert lit it up. Uh, yeah. 23 of 31, 275 and three touchdowns. Eckler had a great game, 12 carries for 67 yards and a touchdown. He also had uh, two catches for 17 yards. Um, and then Jalen Guyton. Three catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown. But the player who had a bit of a breakout was Josh Palmer. Yeah, he did. Five, five catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. I, th- I think I heard somewhere that he's basically has been the Keenan Allen replacement all year, but Keenan Allen's been healthy. And so I think what this just shows you is that if Keenan Allen has to miss, it's going to be like Josh Palmer is going to be able to fill most of those targets and be perfectly fine. Also, as a dynasty manager of Josh Palmer, Makes me excited because that means Mike Williams can get the heck out of there. And that way I can start three chargers on my starting lineup every week. There you go. And, you know, hey, Mike Williams had a pretty decent game himself. Six carries or sorry, six catches for 61 yards on the uh, on the Giants side. Uh, screw you, Mike Glennon. 17 <laughs> of 36, 191 yards and Ooh, two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, Jackson-esque fantasy line. Proud of yeah, you, Mike. Yeah. Um, Saquon had a pretty good game. 16 carries for 64 yards, 
three catches for 31 yards and a touchdown. I guess they didn't heed my advice of shutting them down, but okay, whatever. Yeah, the the Giants, they're I mean, their coach is already talking about how th- this is the building blocks for 2022, which I'm like, Joe, we don't even know if you're going to be here next year, but okay. <laughs> yeah, from the Giants, you just ignore all passing options. I I really I don't want any piece of that team. Even Saquon's like a back end running back two for me, but if you have to start him, you have to start him, that's fine. All right, so moving into our next matchup here, we had the Broncos winning 38 to 10 against the Detroit Lions. Melvin Gordon had a game. Sorry, I was asleep. I was watching this game again in my head. <laughs> so uh, Melvin Gordon had 24 carries for 111 yards. Javante Williams had 15 carries for 73 yards. So Gordon had two touchdowns. Javante Williams also had two touchdowns. He had one on the ground and one in the air. Uh, so, yeah, it was just a lot of ground and pound for the Broncos mm-hmm. and just kind of was like, yeah, we're going to we're going to run our way to victory. That's exactly a defensive head coach mindset. We're going to run the ball. I need and a quarterback they, that has, doesn't exactly. step over and let the defense eat. And, that's and they, exactly did it, they did it against a depleted Detroit lineup who was, was without TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and the surge of COVID happened. Uh, but still, I mean, uh, my my – Preseason love Amon Ross St. Brown, eight catches on 12 targets for 73 yards. I think he's a decent flex option because I think the coaching staff and Jared Goff is finally like, hey, let's get this guy the ball to see what can happen. Um, as far as the Denver running backs, just start them both every week. I, I, It's now officially where they can share. It's no longer Melvin Gordon's world and Javante's living in it. Now they're both sharing the planet together. All righty, so moving into our next matchup here, probably the only one we kind of really want to talk about. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. We have another one we want to talk about. Yeah, you missed the yeah. Jamar Chase, man. Yeah, Jamar I know. That's what, I, that's what I'm about to go over. Um, go. So the 49ers won 26 to 23 against the Cincinnati Bengals, but I'm, I'm pointing at you. This is this is where you talk about your Jamar guy. Chase did good. Hey, Taylor, <laughs> he's on my lineup. I know. So Jamar Chase was back. He had five catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. Although, no, two touchdowns. Sorry, also, two touchdowns. it should have been six catches on eight targets for like 100 yards and three touchdowns. But once again, he had a drop. I'm not saying I'm concerned about drops. I'm saying this is the way that variance works when it comes to wide receivers. It bounces back and forth every day. You, he's a tier one starter. He's a dynasty untouchable. God bless everyone who has him speaking directly to myself. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is continuing to show why he is the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers and Trevor, uh, Trey Lance is on the, on the bench. I was listening to Cowherd's podcast and he had a, he had a lot of like good points. Uh, I mean, 27 of 41, 296, two touchdowns. They got Brandon Ayuk going, six catches good. for 62 yards and a touchdown, and then freaking Kittle, 13 <laughs> catches. Oof. He had 15 targets, 151 yards and a touchdown. Now, where Oof. the heck was that in September in my Stranger Danger League? That is the oh. tight end that I drafted. <laughs> Not this crap in the – I w- What could have been when you go on the IR for eight weeks and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm ready for the playoffs. Yeah, because this is not a team you want to show uh, to to play against. And I, I'm telling you, if the Cowboys lock up the number two seed and they have to play the 49ers or the Rams, it's not going to be pretty. Everybody, you uh, heard it here first. Let, let me tell you. So right now, the Cowboys are the four seed, and the San Francisco 49ers are the sixth seed. So I mean, if they play each other in round one, 
I'm going to be texting you with every snap. Like, hey, do you see San Francisco? Did you see, you see, <laughs> did you see George Kittle's stiff arm? Everybody, <laughs> did you see Tr- Trayvon Diggs try to jump over George Kittle and he just kind of like picked him up and dropped him off the side like a discarded towel? I kind of want to see that the blocking matchup between him against Parsons, like that. That would be fun. That would be, be very fun, fun to watch. All righty. So move. Wait, are we done with this one? I don't really know. What do you yeah, think? I mean, there's nothing else. I mean, uh, Jeff Wilson, 13 carries, 30 or 56 yards, filling in for Elijah Mitchell. If you have to play one, you're playing Jeff Wilson again next week, even over Jermichael Hasty. Uh, uh, T. Higgins still had a good game, five for 114. Joe Burrow had a good game. Like you're, you're pretty much starting the Bengals that you have. Okay, yep. that's established. San Francisco, I think now you can trust Brandon Ayuk. But yeah, that, that's it. I think if anything, this week proved is that the Browns are back in it. The the Steelers are still kind of sitting around there. So I just think that division's gonna get messy. That's that's yeah. the thing. Especially because, with Lamar being iffy. Because if they screw around with this, they meant I honestly feel like well, if someone ends up nine and eight, they may end up winning this. Well, because here's the thing: like we can spend extra time here, whatever. We don't need to talk about one of the other two games that much, anyways. Yep. Um, so with this division right now, here's how it stands: the Baltimore Ravens are eight and five, Browns seven and six, Bengals seven and six, Steelers six six and one. But here's the catch: the Baltimore Ravens are one and three in division. They have the worst divisional record up there. Yep. The Browns are two and two, the Steelers are two and two, but the Bengals are three and one. Yeah. So literally all the Bengals have to do is they just have to beat their division and they should be in and looking at their next games. I mean, they play Denver, then they play Baltimore, then they play Cleveland in week 18. Okay. so it's Denver, Baltimore, Kansas city, Cleveland. All they have to really do is pretty much beat their division mates and they're probably going to be in. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, we talked about this in the preseason. I fully expected three teams to be potentially in the playoffs. Um, it's not the three that I chose, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. And I think that week 18 matchup is definitely going to be a divisional championship game. And that's the thing that like was going to make my week 18 ecstatic as I'm sitting there with winning money from Empire and holding that trophy oh you see over my shoulder and then also winning Stranger Danger and just hitting the trifecta, baby. I'm just sit there and watch as Jamar Chase goes ham. Leading the team to the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the joys. All righty. So moving in from that game that was on at 325 over to the marquee matchup of the weekend. The Buffalo Bills had a dramatic comeback against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but fell short because, well, it's Tampa Brady. It's Tom Bay. Um, losing 33 to 27 in overtime, Josh Allen. I mean, he played his guts out 36 to 54, mm-hmm. 308, two touchdowns. The running game was, yeah. Uh, Cole Beasley, nine catches for 64 yards. Gabriel Davis, five catches for 43 yards and a touchdown. Stefan Diggs had seven catches for 74 yards. He had a team high 13 targets. Dawson Knox, hello, seven catches, 60 yards and a touchdown. But, I mean, it's the, it's the Tampa Bay. I mean, it's just a buzzsaw. Tom Brady, at 44 years old, was 31 of 46, 363, two touchdowns. He had mm. another touchdown on the ground. He looked like Josh Allen. He was like, hey, young fella, watch this. <laughs> uh, Leonard Fournette, oh, my gosh. You were so right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so glad to have this guy on my team. I've, it's I fun to watch him. I'm like, he's a guaranteed at the beginning 20. <laughs> of the year. He will be a top five running back if he claims the job. 
This is also a reason why you should keep listening to this podcast over the off season, because apparently I'm occasionally right every once in a while, just like you've been mostly right with Jamar Chase. But this is, this is one call that I am, I am in love with that I was right on. Yep. Hunter Renfro. Uh, so 19 carries 113 yards and a touchdown. He had four catches for 19 yards. That's the thing is he doesn't just look like he's just making it up. Like he he's running away from people. He's running over people. Like, Leonard Fournette looks like Leonard Fournette coming out of LSU. Okay. He looks good. Yeah. So the, the bills got to go back to the drawing board. They got to figure out how to get into the playoffs and then Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, boy. <laughs> Embarrassment of riches. I feel like Tom is starting every week. He's like, yeah, okay, Bill. I'll see you in February. And he just throwing that ball. <laughs> he just had the picture of Bill Bob. Belichick with like a mustache on his bathroom. He's like, yes, screw you, Bill. See you in freaking be there you won't be i just see like him and bill having like this dramatic you know crescendo and they have this standoff and then there's this gronk in the background going oh how's it going bill how you doing bud <laughs> hey it's been a hot minute tom look it's bill it's bill look tom. yeah you're right i totally threatened to threaten to retire when you tried to send me to detroit yeah and then i just decided to retire because i wanted to go play with tommy it was great man this is great we're just like down in florida it's awesome how you doing, man? It's like great to be back at the Super Bowl. Like I, I want to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. But anyway, so last game of the of the week. Um, of course, obviously we have the Monday night game. Um, but we'll talk more about that maybe on Thursday. Maybe it is. We need to get better at that. But eh, who cares? Yeah. We made it this far. We'll make those changes later. We'll make it in season two. Um, so if there is one, hashtag grow the show. Um, <laughs> not a threat. Not a threat. No, it's, it's totally a veiled threat. It's a, it's a threat. <laughs> it's totally a threat. Um, the Bears did what the Bears do when they go to Lambeau. They give you hope, which, by the way, I have a, I have a buddy at work. He's from Illinois, diehard Chicago Bears fan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but you should have heard what he said, and I feel like this is the fan base. It's like, did you see that first half? We were up 27 oh to 21. Oh my God. I was like, yeah, I saw those returns too, and like – Jamari Grant and he was just like talking about all these plays and different things and he was like excited about it he's like yeah you know Aaron Rodgers did his thing but did you see that first half it's like yeah (laughs) did you also see Allen Robinson have six (laughs) targets and only two catches for 14 yards or what about David Montgomery who only had 10 carries even though he averaged 4.2 yards a carry yeah he had six catches though but what about Justin Fields he looked really good going eight for 33 and throwing two INTs, including a really bad pick six where he stared the receiver down and oh, threw it yeah. behind him. But yeah, uh, Aaron Jones had a good game. Of course, Devontae Adams doing Devontae Adams things. Because mm-hmm. after I, I, when I saw that chippiness going on and they were down, I think it was like 27 to 14 or, or 24 to 14. Devontae was like giving that look to A-Rod. It was like same play. Like, just throw me the ball. Just throw me the ball. <laughs> 10 catches, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. Lazard. That's that's playing Madden against your little cousin. You just keep her in the same play and just throw her to the same person every time. They need to throw both of them stupid money. Uh, I don't, (laughs) I feel like him and they're a package deal. It's just like college is like, no, no, no. He's coming with me. Wherever we're going, he's coming with me. Oh, I just had a, mm, we got, we got to get through this game. Hurry up, hurry up. I'm going to lose a thought. All right. So, um, yeah, everyone, uh, you know, Packers did the Packers things. A-Rod had a great game, 29 to 37, 341, and four touchdowns. That's all you know how has copious amounts of cash? The Raiders. Yeah, they do. You know who has a decent young quarterback who's pretty good? The Raiders. You know, also has a couple first-round picks, I believe. I can the Raiders. Trade him. 
<laughs> the Raiders. You know who also has a halfway decent defense whenever they play? The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> you know who would be very happy to have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams on the same team? Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> and Darren Waller. Like, oh, my I'm, gosh. I'm and Hunter speaking, Renfro in the slot. I'm speaking that one into existence. Oh I'm speaking that one out. Imagine Aaron Rodgers comes strutting back to Lambeau wearing the black and silver of the freaking Raiders strutting. And they're like, hey, Devontae, go long. All righty. Let's, uh, that was our week 14 recap. Yeah. Um, we can spend two seconds on that. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm reading the, the show notes here. The goal, my game of the week. It was gross. I agree. It was a pooper Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Listen, I thought I gave one last hope that Trevor Lawrence could do something, but he didn't. So I'm burning the Jaguars. <sighs> All righty. So we're going to move into sleepers. <clears throat> I'll start. Um, so I picked Ryan Tannehill. He was number 14. So right out of, you know, if you're in a 12, you, you, you don't hate your life for it. No, no. Uh, two QB league. Perfect. Um, at running back. I picked Mark Ingram, but I put in parentheses. If, uh, if Camara isn't starting, he started, he was number five, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay. and my second backup pick was Tony Pollard, who was out. I picked Christian Kirk, who's to be determined, uh, tight end had Dawson Knox. Yes, number three. And I I <laughs> pulled at straws and picked the Texans, and they finished uh, number 24 <laughs> out of 26 defenses. So. Great in your two defense leagues, though. I mean, you <laughs> wanted to play them, and definitely. Uh, in my starters, I chose Cam Newton at number 19, which is ironic because as horrible of a game that he had and splitting time with P.J. Walker in passing situations, yeah. he's still the number 19 quarterback, which is yeah. gross. Rushing totals and fantasy need to be adjusted for quarterbacks. It's not fair. Yep. Uh, AJ Dillon was the number 32 running back, but yet he outtouched Aaron Jones 15 to 8. Aaron Jones just happened to have the two touchdowns. I also wrote down in a little bit of salt induced, you know, agony. Uh, he, Aaron, or AJ Dillon included multiple drives where he ran the ball all the way down the field pretty much. He had 15 carries for 71 yards. When he got to the red zone, AKA, like, you know, probably closer to like the 10 yard line. They had to take him out because he was tired to put in Aaron Jones. So this is me further voicing. A.J. Dillon is a great weekly flex, great weekly RB2. Start him and be happy with life. My uh, wide receiver choice, uh, wipe the sweat off my brow, is Hunter Renfro, the number four wide receiver of the week so far, baby. Start him every week. Cole Komet, you don't want to start him every week like I told you to do last week. He was number 27. Then the Atlanta DST was number eight. And remember when we talked about this last week when we announced our sleepers, I said one of two things is going to happen. Either Cam Newton's going to have a great game, the Atlanta DST is going to be garbage, or the Atlanta DST is going to do really good and Cam Newton's going to be garbage. Guess what? I was halfway right because Atlanta got a pick six. Nailed it. Nailed it. All righty. We're going to bring this podcast to a close. Hope everyone. Do it it NPR style. Hey, do it NPR style since we're here today. All right, so thank everyone who has listened to the podcast. We really do appreciate all your views. Um, Please uh, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you may be listening to us, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Those those are good. I get like a nine out of 10. I can't do the NPR thing, so I'm just going to be my (laughs) usual dumb self. Uh, If you want to get in contact with us, you can send us a message on Twitter at Misfit underscore FF, where Taylor will happily respond to all of your, you know, cowboy affinity and all that fun stuff. Bring it Um, on, Blazer. Talk about all the punt yards crap again. 
Yeah, it's true. Let's go. <laughs> or if you want to keep, you know, take more shots in private at us, not shots to the privates, but shots Ooh. in private. Set you know, your lineups. <laughs> uh, listen, that will be a topic that I'm going to bring up about a potential fine or something for someone who doesn't set their lineup who's available. Ooh, but anyways, fab fine. Ooh. Even worse, real money fine. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, we're going to go send us a message at the.misfit.ff at gmail.com or we'll answer all of your Commissioner questions, you know, what should you do in the off season, the meaning of life, what's the best kind of carrot cake, by the way, it's the one that's just the best that grandma makes, but your grandma can't make it because you're not my grandma. Um, yeah, there it is. Send us all your questions. Also, it's getting hot again with the roller coaster of weather. So just keep wearing that athletic wear down there in the South Taylor. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, it's, it's been rough. I was, uh, I had to bring out the polos, uh, the short sleeves again, and it was break a- them out. It was rough, but hey, it was nice Sounds weather. Like I got, got some stuff done. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, with that, we say goodbye for now. We'll see everyone back here for Thursday for our playoff preview. It's going to be hot. Also, can, can you hear that? That's the sound of Jamar Chase catching another touchdown. Yeah, but you're going to be on bye, so I don't even. That's right, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you hear that? Is that you catching an L in Empire and me winning it all? No, yeah, that's my bandwagon. Loading up the horses. Let's go. <laughs> God, we got to get out of here. See y'all. <laughs>